Blackstone Audio presents Letters to a Young Artist. Straight-up advice on making a life in the arts for actors, performers, writers, and artists of every kind. By Anna DeVere Smith. Preface. This book consists of a series of letters to an imaginary young artist whom I've called BZ. Who is BZ? If you are an artist of any age, if you're learning the ropes of your art form, and if you want to learn more about the rules of the road and the business of making and selling art, BZ is you. In my own life as an actress and playwright, I've been influenced by many artists, teachers, students, scientists, scholars, and activists. I've been influenced by audiences and by people whom I've never met but only read about in history books. Now I want to pass along to you some of the things I've learned. I've written this book for the next generation of artists. Art should take what is complex and render it simply. It takes a lot of skill, human understanding, stamina, courage, energy, and heart to do that. It takes, most of all, what a great scholar of artists and educators, Maxine Green, calls wide awakeness to do that. I am interested in the artist who is awake or who wants desperately to wake up. I am writing to you if you're thinking of taking your rightful position as an artist, a position that is both inside and outside of the daily activities of your immediate world. If you read the newspapers, or if you travel, and if you talk to people outside your own circle of friends and family, you may be trying to find some kind of a position that allows you to rub up against the very huge and overwhelming world at large. Dare to do it. Great artists have and they've walked where politicians and lawmakers and even educators wouldn't dare go. I am addressing you if you're interested in change, in social change, and if you see yourself potentially as one of the guardians of the human spirit. In fact, I'm not just addressing you, I'm calling you out, asking you to make yourself visible. We need you here. Maybe you're in ninth grade and trying to get a group together to make a musical at your school, or are at a school with no arts program whatsoever, or are in your bedroom with the door shut in a small town somewhere where everyone thinks you're weird. Maybe you're in a claustrophobic dorm room in college, or in an MFA program feeling kind of low because of the competition after a long day with a disturbing critique. Maybe you've just arrived in New York, or L.A., or Paris, or... Buenos Aires or Shanghai, one of the many arts capitals of the world, and you just need a way of getting focused or calming down in this new place. I'm writing to you. And maybe you have the good fortune to go to a private school with a fantastic arts program with everything anyone could possibly need and a really neat chorus director. Yes, I would like to talk to you, too. Maybe you're in a field someplace looking up at the sky, like the great poet Edna St. Vincent Millay must have been when she wrote her extraordinary poem, Renaissance. Or maybe you're angry about something that is not fair, the way she must have been when she wrote that bold poem, Conscientious Objector, in which she said, quote, The password and the plans of our city are safe with me. Never through me shall you be overcome. End quote. I'm writing to you. 
I'm writing to you if you're just plain like to sing, the way my eight-year-old niece does in the back of her parents' car as they drive along the Arizona highways under those extraordinary stars, singing in perfect pitch and with an amazing sense of rhythm to anything that happens to be coming out of the sound system. I'm writing to you if you love the way the sunset looks wherever you live. And I'm writing to you if you're in a housing project somewhere doing the latest dance steps with a group of friends on the breezeway. I'm writing to you if you're far enough along that you are already making art somewhere, like my friend the painter Ellen Gallagher, who told me she went to Africa and plopped herself down in the middle of the road and started drawing and attracted a crowd. And I'm writing to you if you would like to go to Africa or Southern Asia or Latin America or to a rural town on the Mississippi Delta or anywhere in the world where you think you could use your art to draw people together and to make a difference in their lives. When I put this book together, I decided to arrange the letters, not chronologically, but more or less according to certain topics that tend to emerge when artists talk shop to one another. In the case of most artists, of course, talking shop also means talking goals, dreams, philosophies, ideals. I know that dreams motivate us, but I believe it is your vision, as well as your dreams, that will make you an artist, perhaps even a great artist. Cornell West, another scholar, told me eloquently, that hope calls for a leap of faith that goes beyond the evidence to create new possibilities based on visions that become contagious. These visions, he says, allow people to engage in heroic actions always against the odds, no guarantee whatsoever. People who run schools and cities and institutions don't want to bank on art because there's no guarantee that it will help make test scores or anything else any better. Sometimes I think they don't want to bank on art because there's never any guarantee that it will sell. But if you're like me, you're drawn to the idea of the seer who makes visions that become contagious, visions that allow people to engage in heroic actions. It's the allowing that art makes possible. We traditionally think that it's the patron who gives the artist an allowance. Yet it's the artist who gives society a large allowance. The artist gives the allowance to imagine things another way. I was trained at a time when artists were thought to be special people. I don't think we're so special. I think the world around us is incredibly special, incredibly magnificent, in its lightest and darkest and most ordinary muted parts. I'm looking to speak in this book to you brave folk, younger than I, who are trying to express something that you feel will make a difference in the way this earth stays in orbit. I'm trying to make a call with this book to you young brave hearts who would like to find new collaborations with scholars, with business people, 
with human rights workers, with scientists, and more. To make art that seeks to study and inform the human condition. Art that is meaningful. Anna DeVere Smith, Montauk, New York, 2005. Introduction Dear BZ, Let me introduce myself to you. My name is Anna DeVere Smith. I guess you heard that you won me in an auction, for better or for worse. I've agreed to mentor you for a period of five years. Somebody you know, have I got it right that it was your grandmother? Made the highest bid on me as an item at a charity fundraiser. My deal was that I would mentor whoever won me at the auction in some way for the next five years. This is new for me. I've never been auctioned before. My ancestors were. They told you I'm an actress and a playwright. I make one-woman shows in which I play up to 50 characters in an evening. I interview people with a tape recorder and use their verbatim words to make these plays. It'll all make sense the more I write to you. In fact, I'll include little excerpts of those interviews from time to time. And I hope someday you can see my work. I'm intimidated by the charge of mentoring you. I understand that you are into painting. I don't know a thing about painting. There are many great paintings that I like, Rufino Tamayo's The Comedians, or Picasso's Guernica, to name two. And I've just seen some gorgeous watercolors by a British artist named Chris Ophelia. Do you know him? Ellen Gallagher, do you know her? And then I just saw some work of Sigmar Polka. Anyway, I suppose I'm grasping at straws because, as I say, I know nothing about painting. I see it as one of the...